sports fans, and welcome to episode 63 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports, where we talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You'll learn when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 63, we're going to talk a little football. I don't know about you guys, I need to scratch the itch of talking Lions football. We haven't done it in a while, so we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about them. Um, some guy, I'll get into his name a little bit later, came out with a list of ranking the offensive weapons. And we'll talk about where, where the Lions ended up there and where he was wrong. He, was, right. he was very wrong. <laughs> um we're also going to talk about more more Tigers. We're getting so much closer. I think their first exhibition game is a week from today. But uh, a week from Thursday is, is opening day, uh, take two. And then we're also going to have some fun filling, up, filling our banana boats with our favorite four motherly meals. So we're going to open this up to our our moms and our mother-in-laws. So um, have, have your guys' ready for us. We're going to do that one Facebook Live. So please help us out and, and jump on and, and give us your guys' Uh, favorite meals that your mom makes for you. Um, I am Sam Waltart. With me today, Kyle Fossey, Ryan Waltart, Micah Smith. All four of us are here. We're ready to drink some Michigan beer. We're ready to talk some Michigan sports. And we're going to have a good time doing it. At least I am. I hope you guys do as well. So um, let's start out, start out with our, our weeks, weekend-ish. I mean, did you guys really do anything? I mean, after the 4th of July weekend, it kind of probably felt like a pretty dull weekend at least on my part i didn't i don't even remember what i did i think he just recovered more more than anything ryan did you guys do anything special well, i don't know i'm not, i'm trying to think right now too i don't <laughs> i really don't think everything's just blurring together yeah. at this point still still in quarantine so kind of i guess right we were at home or we were not at home it was <laughs> yeah. one of those two things yeah it's semi-quarantine <laughs> yeah how about you micah do you get you guys went to a cottage is that correct we did yeah, how was that doing something it was a great time yeah so we went to visit our friends uh, Mikey and Jen Gross from Lansing up at their cottage in Clare, Michigan. And the kids are right around the same age, basically. And the kids had fun. We had fun just doing some low-key recoup time with them. And it was a good time. Nice. How about you, Kyle? You guys do anything? Not really. No? Uh, I feel like I had to work a lot Friday. And then Saturday I had to, uh, was like work around the house type of day. Oh, yeah. Like you kind of get out of that on July, on the 4th of July. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. Don't have to do oh yeah. Time, you, know? <laughs> you delay the, you throw the honey yeah. list so in the I campfire. Some, I, had, I think I just did some stuff around there. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. Okay, nice. Yeah, I didn't really do a whole. Lot. I don't even remember what I did. So, um, I guess it was just one Must of those awesome. one, yeah. one of those type of weekends. That but was definitely worth talking about. I'm yeah, really right. Yeah, now <laughs> everybody knows everything about us. Like we're really so, excited. so excited. So excited. So excited. So excited. It was fun. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to listener Kurt. Unbelievable! Just dropped off a bunch of our ice creams. I got actually got ice cream for you guys. Well, Kurt got ice cream for you guys. Um, he, so he listened to episode hey. uh, sixty-two and he came through. He came through. He just he literally filled my not my banana boat, but my car just full of ice cream that we mentioned on, on last week's episode. It was hot. Did you make so it home all right? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> It was good. Uh, but did you get a bunch of the ones we talked about? Yeah, too, right? yeah. I got Klondike bars. Uh, I know there was drumsticks. There, there were some drumsticks in there. In there, there may or may not have been Snicker bars and and uh, M and M sandwiches. So yeah, he looked I, at I the don't, yeah. I, I'm guessing Ooh. that he didn't give me any of those. Alleged. If you know what oh. I'm saying. Yes. If you know what I'm saying there, yeah, they didn't show. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> but shout out to Kurt. Thank you so much for that. That was really cool. We just have we have a good amount of listeners. I mean, good. Good 
loyal listeners, and I appreciate when when people do stuff like that. It's just really cool. But um, it is time to introduce our beer for Michigan episode, or <laughs> our Michigan beer for episode sixty three. But Easy before we do, I want to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West West Michigan. The fan, family friendly atmosphere. I am struggling. It's okay. It's perfect for a night out with your family, date night with just your significant other, going out with friends or game days. Uh, the Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount on a crowler or growler when you take it out. And I, We recommend the, the State of My PA. That, that is one of the best beers they have. Um, we are not biased with it being named after the podcast. Um, but, I mean, whatever your beer choice is, I'm sure the Hops will have something that you would like just as much, if not a little bit more. They also have wine, seltzer, and beer. Seltzer. Seltzer. I like to say. That's and a lot of other really good beer. beers. Also on your way out, grab a, grab a six-pack of Stand Delicious. It is the Michigan beer of the summer. Do it. And it's simply delicious. Stand Delicious. Oh, boy. Kyle loves that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not gimmicky. That's <laughs> what are you saying. drinking, Kyle? <laughs> I have, thanks to Sam, I was running a little behind getting here, so I said, hey, if you're going, can you grab me something? And I think he might have got a good one here. It's from Drafting Table. Did you do one from... No, so I did. did. You I did. did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Wixom, uh, Mosaic Waves, a New England IPA. Uh, let's see. Dry hopped with mosaic. Has apricot, peach, aroma with a bright, juicy hop flavor. Um, yeah, it's pretty good so far. Nice. I am drinking from Ellison Brewing Company. The 97 won the ticket. DDH Hazy, so it's double dry hopped Hazy Pale Ale. Is that um, new? It is. So um, actually, when, when Ed was on, I, I brought this up to him. Uh, so 97 won the ticket is a Detroit sports station. Basically, the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to do uh, all Detroit sports podcasts. So um, I, I enjoy the shows that they, they have for the most part. Um, and, and I basically listen to them from 8 o'clock till 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock every day. So um, I really, I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, I got to get it. Just because I, I don't know. thought it was cool. They have a beer after them. We have a beer after us. Where is, I feel Ellis- like we made where is Ellison? Ellison is in, I, I think is it was Lansing. Lansing. I think, yeah, I think it was Lansing. Did he already say that? No, I, I, I'm just going off the top of my I've done, yeah, it is East Lansing. I've done a couple of their beers before, so, um, yeah. About, about the only thing good there. First sip, not my favorite, but we'll see how, how it grows on Lansing me. Lansing or East Lansing? East Lansing. Oh, is or, it from or East Ellison? Are you it's from East Lansing. <laughs> He's yeah. Grief. <laughs> he really came strong at Ellison yeah. there. I don't Micah. know why he did that. <laughs> Micah, what are Go you on, drinking man. over there? <clears throat> Tonight I'm drinking Bell's Lighthearted Ale. Did it's, you drink too hearted last week? I drank too hearted so last week. From, so <laughs> double too hearted next week? Yeah. Is that is that safe to say? Double. Yeah. We'll see how <laughs> like that goes. But it's it's their locale IPA. And it is so locale it's three point seven percenter. Whoa. Whoa. You're gonna have to drink a whole twelve pack to feel it, I think. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's lighter than that, like Bud Lights and stuff, isn't it? The, it's quite possibly the lightest beer I've drank, I suppose. I mean, I a three seven. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. That's like a like a straight three, isn't it? Is it? Like I thought it was like three? four, but you're probably you might be right. So it might be. It, we'll have to look that up. It tastes a lot like too hard or just lighter yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like the colors on that can too. Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice looking can. Yeah. Ryan, what are you drinking? I am drinking Bums Beach American Wheat Ale from Ordock Brewing Company. Ordock. Where is that one at? Ordock. Uh, this is in Marquette, Michigan. Oh, really? In the UP. Okay. Yeah. 
And, uh, Never heard of that Superior one. Superior Source. So they really like their Lake Superior up in uh, Marquette. <laughs> yeah, I remember last week. Didn't I bring up something about Superior? Something like that. No, <laughs> Alpina. Like, yeah, was it? You guys were talking about Alpina. And somebody's like, where in Alpina? And we're like, you know Alpina that well? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I so that. Yeah, I but like, I feel like last week I, I thought, like, on the can it said Superior, like, lakes. And I thought it was like, like Lake Superior. Because but it was Alpina? actually. Yeah, no, but was I don't I remember. there for this? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody I was. wasn't. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't I remember that. I don't maybe, maybe I drank a little too much, but cool. So, all right, w- w- did you already read what was on there? Uh, no, five per- five point eight percent. This is a pale wheat and and pilsner malts, and this is uh, supposed to be a creamy, ripe citrus through a hazy shade uh-huh. of South Shore sun. That was really difficult for me to read. Today is Tuesday. We're recording today on Tuesday. So tomorrow is Wednesday, Thursday, plus that. So nine days. We're nine days away from opening day take two. Is that, is that right? Uh, you just counted like three and then you ended up at <laughs> nine. I'm not, <laughs> nine, I'm not nine, sure. Nine. Well, I was thinking the, the week. So we're getting really close <laughs> to... Here's the answer. We're getting really close. We're about a week away from take two. Kyle's mic, Kyle's was, mic off. was off. He's but he not had a, wearing his headphones. He, that was the best <laughs> point. No idea. That is the best point he's ever made on the podcast. His mic was off for it. Very, very oh, true. Oh, man. <laughs> Wise mistake. words, Kyle. How, how the one time I want to mess with Sam. My mic <laughs> the one time you <laughs> want to mess with Sam. I never messed with Sam, Sam, and now I wanted to. The one yeah. time, yeah. Classic. Well, that was a good segment. <laughs> no, um, we're talking Tigers. And t- basically, just I wanted to t- touch on. So last week, we touched on um, the rotation. I want to get into a little bit more about the, the starting the starting uh, nine, if you will. Um, but there, there's some, there, some stuff that I want to talk about before we get to that point. I'm going to start with basically what, what we're hearing and seeing. So basically, I mean, you, it would be wrong, like criminally wrong, if we did not start with the catches. So you had... Derek Hill with an incredible catch where he just dove in center field, had it in his glove, and it like came out and he like spun around and caught it with his bare hands like inches from the ground. So fast, it was unbelievable. I mean, the route that he took to the ball was probably bad. Yeah, a little All of those things, like a lot of be- like the ball was in his glove and it popped out. But the way the fact that he st- stuck with it and, and caught that ball was absolutely insane. If you guys haven't seen it. Uh, I think we posted that on our, on our Facebook page. Is that right, Micah? Do you remember seeing it on our Facebook page? I think we did. If we yeah. didn't, we're going to. We're post going it. to post <laughs> it if it's not already on there. Um, and then so, and then all of a sudden, so either enjoy it or enjoy it a little, <laughs> little later. You can find yeah. it some other time, like if you <laughs> need to. I, I'm sure you'll be just Google it. You'll be able to find <laughs> you'll it. Find you it, don't yeah. have to use our Facebook page. <laughs> Otherwise, you, I mean, you really should maybe share it with some friends to help us grow our audience and our right, Facebook. But you don't audience. really don't have to. You I, don't I have don't, to. Though, so. I don't put pressure on you guys. Yeah. Uh, but Sorry, what? <laughs> Kyle just got off his phone. His mic is on. His headphone is kind of on. Kind of on. on. Um, but, Coming off in less than. A but then all of a sudden, so then the, I think it was two days later, maybe a few days later. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Derek Hill, another absolutely laid out. I think he was coming in on the ball in the second one. Just unbelievable stretch catch. Unbelievable catch. 
Next thing you know, Riley Green outdoes him by literally robbing. I think it was Jonathan Scope, right? Is, is that who it was? Shoot, no, Shoop? it was uh, it was first baseman. Oh yeah, oh, uh, CJ Crone. CJ Crone. Yeah, that's right. I get yeah. those. I'll get those two confused Wait, a his lot. Re- his sure. reaction was really cool. By the way. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but R- Riley Green. I mean, it was more. It was kind of a pop up. Um, the swing was unbelievable. He just golfed that thing, yeah, and it was it was a good probably five feet over the fence. And in deep of the fence, and Riley Green just comes over, stretches beautifully. That like, was that was an amazing, an incredible. Catch. Even Mike Trout like amazing. commented on the the Twitter or something. I don't know if it his was arm, Twitter, his arm was like completely over. Yeah, it, it <laughs> disappeared. It disappeared yeah. behind the wall, and yeah. it, it, like his isn't glove that, had to have been at like his hip. Isn't that painful? <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's hurt, right? right? Yeah. Oh, I cannot imagine. Twenty eight year old Riley Green doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember people going nuts when uh, Don Kelly had a catch where he kind of robbed a guy. <laughs> but it was more like he ran into the wall. He didn't know it was there. He just, yeah. oh, shoot. And he like, it looked like painful. Riley Green looked like he knew what he was doing when he did that. Yeah, and see, that's it was did, impressive. Yeah. You could tell his skill level with that catch because he had the little stutter t- step going into it. You know, he, like, it peaked Delay- at the wall yeah. a little bit, delayed, get, timed it perfectly. And, uh, again, his shoulder was at wall height, and his arm was just gone. You couldn't see it. It was incredible. Yeah, it might have been below the wall, the it, top it of the was. wall when he grabbed that thing. It I was, would love yeah. to see it from that angle, from like inside the stands there. But I mean, and, and the kid, I mean, he did it for the Whitecaps. He had his very first game. He had like two two things that were on ESPN's top ten. If they still do that, I, I think it was. But I mean, the yeah. one where he laid out in center field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude's Last insane. Year. Like yeah. the kid's got some athletic ability and, and he's got a, a bat as well i think he had an rbi or two rbi single today in in the inter, inter- squad um i always want to say inter squad in, but it's intra intra squad within the squad within okay yeah so intra he did he did good with that one too so um a couple other things that are kind of being so actually i want to wh- which one did you guys think was better riley green yeah riley green hands down riley green 100 percent. yeah thing about I think the thing about Derek Hill's first one is like it's flashy and, and really cool, but at the same time, it, it doesn't really, I don't know, it's kind of, I don't want to say lucky because the way he's stuck with it is, is absolutely insane. Well, it's, but it it's doesn't like, really showcase the, the outfield ability yeah. with it, I would say. It, it's more of like an opportunistic, amazing play Yeah, because it did pop out of his glove. Like, it's like the it, David Tyree catch on no. top of his no, head. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the David Tyree catch. <laughs> like It's like, okay, well, it didn't that really tell you. Skillful. That was very that skillful. He was out of the league in a year and a half. That so. proved that they were better than the Patriots. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. But, all right, well, that, was, that went down the wrong turn. <laughs> Oof. I think you guys, I, I think Riley Green hands on. <laughs> 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 Cut. Right, let's reset. Michael, I don't like this energy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was a better catch, Derek Hill? I don't like this. Yeah, I, I, don't like I this agree. Energy. Um, I, I like the Derek Hill catch better. I really did. I thought. What it, you're crazy? Get out of here. I, I said the wrong thing. Riley, I honestly Riley just, Green. Yeah, Riley okay. Green's catch was unbelievable. I've had a lot to drink already. I needed it. So someone turn that guy's mic off. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Let's turn his off before <laughs> we go live next time. All right, so so let's talk a little bit more about some of the prospects before we get into the starting nine. Um, Torkelson, he's he is taking reps at third. He's gotten he's he's been humbled a little bit, I think, at both the play and and uh, defensively. Um, so, I mean, if he's going to be the third baseman. You kind of you're looking at workmen at short possibly like there's there's so many ch- interchangeable things. Also, you're looking at Paredes, who could also move to short or maybe second. Who who has been a, a pretty good prospect. He he snuck into the top 100, I believe, last year. Um, he I think he ended up falling out. Um, but he he's 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 not something you can sleep on. 
Is that fair to say? For for which one? Sure. I guess just in general, like he he's the type of prospect that you're going to make room for him. He he is right? the best hitting prospect in our system right now. Paredes. Paredes. I I more than Torkelson and Green. We haven't seen what Torkelson okay. can do against uh, competition. Okay. Th- yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, I mean, I know Torkelson's going to be ranked higher, but Paredes is a really good hitter, and he has been for years already. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to use these these next couple of minutes here to talk about the kind of the logjam in. Uh, the infield that we're looking at. So we got Paredes, um, Torkelson. They're, they're going to try to every chance possible give him third base. Um, you also got um, Workman, who is the third baseman that made Torkelson move over to uh, first. And and you have others as well. Um, I, I don't want their names escape me, but you drafted a guy out of Rice. That's going to be that's more of a true shortstop. Um, you have just other names that that fill the need there. So I, I mean, it, it's going. It looks like a logjam all in one position. But what I really like about the way that they're building this is they're saying, look, we're good enough defensively in, in all these different positions, whether Torkelson's third, Workman's short, and, or Torkelson's goes in first. Like, it all comes down to the bats, I feel like. With, with all of these prospects coming up, it's like defense, they're all good enough, but whoever's the better hitter is going to get the starting job, and they will find a way to make it work for the best bats. Is that fair? Like, is that a good way to look at it, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, what was Workman a fourth round pick, third round? Yeah, I think third, third, third or fourth. It might have been a second. It might have been like the, the the end of the draft, second round. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, either way, but yeah, I think yeah, I think it was a fourth round pick. Okay. and and you don't count on a fourth round pick to change your organization. You do that more with with first round picks, obviously, because they're higher up in the draft. But the way the way they're doing this is, you just pick the best player available. And that's just the way you have to do it with baseball. That's the way you do it with most sports. But with baseball, you you can't just draft a, a guy and, and count on him being the something of the future in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, and, and expect it to work out. These guys, you, it's almost like you're just trying to get a collection of talent going. You hope five of them work out, and then you find positions for them when when the time comes. I mean, like Alex Bregman was a was a shortstop. All the way, he's probably just as good, if not a better shortstop than Carlos Correa in in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and they just Correa was already there, and what's the next logical place for him to be? Third base. So now he's a third baseman. That's not his natural position. It's short. It's shortstop. Okay. So I'm um, some of this stuff is just you know if Paredes if his body turns out to be like a, a maybe a larger frame in the end then you know like a Manny Machado. Manny Machado is actually probably works out at third base better than he does at shortstop, even though Manny Machado was a shortstop. Just because he's more bulky. Yeah, exactly. He's just a bigger a bigger frame. And that's and that's kind of the Isaac Paredes okay. thing here. And you can never have a, too much hitting. We we see that time and time again. Stack your squad. Use that to trade for pitchers if you really have an uh, abundance of hitting. But I don't see this as a logjam. I think we are so bad and so young. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not even bad, but we're just so young. We have we We have our collections started. Right. So now that our talent is is kind of like, you know, we we have a lot of talent all in the same infield. Good. That means some somebody's going to work out in the end. Yeah, I mean, is yeah, you can afford Workman not working out. Yeah, right. Let's, let's get a right? short. Let's get a shortstop that gets moved to second base. Like Robinson Cano is definitely not a second baseman. Yeah, but they had Derek Jeter, so he played second base. Yeah, I mean, like like our softball team. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm moving over to second baseman, even though I'm an unbelievable. You're shortstop. the best one on the team, but I'm the I'm best just shortstop. Demanding. But you're just yeah. I mean, you're yeah. high maintenance. We have to keep you happy, right? Otherwise, you won't show up. So exactly. I think you made the right call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no. Whenever your first game, there's just balls going between Ryan's legs. Like, and no, that does not happen. Sam, it happens every game. Sam would be so <laughs> at least once. Human. No, I, I, 
I step aside for for Ryan to play short. And yeah. I'm I'm a really good second baseman, <laughs> and he couldn't play second. He doesn't have the patience. No, so. I would never play second base. <laughs> sure. I mean, just several <laughs> games in my you know college career and stuff like. But I would never really do it. Oh sure, yeah. 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 Not like when it matters in softball, you know. Yeah, and and look, so I mean, you're looking. Do the other teams know you have a college player? <laughs> like a, they <laughs> they have some of their own. Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, I'm not good enough for them to know that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. But basically, like, I wanted to focus on, I mean, you can get creative. I mean, the, the Tigers made the World Series with Miguel Cabrera at third and Johnny Peralta at short. If you can make the World Series with those two on the left side of your infield, I am sure you can work it out with, let's say, Workman at short or in uh, Torkelson at third. Like, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I like, saying, I like those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Like, even if they're bad defensively, I, I don't care as long as they can hit. I think one of the biggest stories of the spring training so far are uh, the Castros, the two Castros that we have. Yeah. So you got Willie and Willie Victor. Castro and Harold. Oh, Castro. Harold. I get Victor Ray. Yeah, and I've been I've been saying this all year so far. Like in in the first original spring training, Willie Castro and Harold Castro, they're two guys that were kind of like a hey, watch out for these two names. You, I, in my opinion, I watched them. Swing and they just look, they're just hitters. They're not intimidated. They're always, they, they don't really get off balance very easily. And that's kind of the same. I'm, I, I, I don't know. There's some left handed hitters in there, but I still kind of think of it as the, the, the Reds third baseman. Reds third baseman, what's his name? Suarez. Yeah. Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, the former Tiger. Former Tiger who came with the Whitecaps and he was not a big prospect name. Yeah. But he was 23 years old. He got a shot in Detroit because of injuries. And you saw him against breaking balls and he stayed on balance. And everybody's like, oh, good for him. He hit it pretty hard. Well, guess what? That, that guy turned into a man. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he, yeah, even true. though he's 5'9". he hit almost 50 home runs? Yeah. He hit, wait, last year, I think he, yeah, he was like 40-something. Yeah. I think he led the National League. <laughs> no, he was behind the Mets first base. Yeah, yeah, but I, I he was second. he was right up there. Yeah. For sure. And, that, and it's not a fluke year because he's done it two right. or three years in a row So now. I just say with those kind of guys that are, that are not outclassed at a young age yeah. against off-speed pitches and they stay in there and they're just, they're ready to hit and they don't care if how they look in the end watch out for those kind of hitters and i think these guys are some gems that we might find no i i like that and and i think that they're going to be they're going to get some playing time so i I do want to get into them a little bit later one thing that i wanted to touch on before we we kind of get into the projected starting nine um that i found online um uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the, the pitching prospects. Um, obviously, we're, we're all really excited about some of these guys, but uh, Franklin Perez is finally healthy, and he, he's playing on pitching. So he made the 60-man taxi squad. Um, he's hoping to get a sniff this year. I think it would be stupid for them to give it to him. But I think you you look at where he lines up um, with uh, the, just the overall arm prospects. The dude was a stud when we got him. Um, in, in the Justin Verlander deal. I think he was in the top 100 prospects when we did get him. He's fought a couple years of injuries. Um, right now, he's he's really he's, he's our 12th overall prospect. And I, one, two, three, four, five. Sixth overall pitcher for our prospect, pitching prospect. I think that is an unbelievable spot for him to be because um, – if he shows us anything, is it, it's it's almost like icing on the cake for for some of these other guys that we have that we're excited about to be true aces. If a Franklin Perez can get healthy and really prove himself to be who he, who he thought he was coming out of high school and when he was drafted in the first round and all of those things um, by the Astros, um, man, I mean, for your sixth overall prospect as an arm, that that is a great place to be. I wanted to bring that up just because I feel like we've we've talked about him a few times. Um, but then, like, just the, the 
as a whole, the arms. You look at that list. It's really exciting. So, Ryan, if you want to oh, re- yeah. read off that list. So, you got. Yeah. Case, Casey Mize. First, uh, we're just reading the pitchers in order, right? Yeah. In the farm yep. system. Yeah. Casey Mize, first, second, Matt Manning. Uh, ranked number four overall, T- Tarek Skubal, lefty, big-time prospect. So that's three arms in the f- top four prospects. Yeah. I mean, Torkelson will, will probably fit into the top f- five here shortly. Um, I think Riley Green is the number three currently, but um, Torkelson wasn't on this list yet. Yep. Joey he- Wentz, uh, eighth overall, which he was the return from the Braves organization last year in the Shane Green deal. Yep. Uh, Alex Fajardo, first-round pick of 2016, I believe, and Franklin Perez. Yeah, twelfth overall. So those are some really, really good names, and I think you, to your point, it is still exciting with Franklin Perez. Or if it works out, it's extra exciting. But I mean, this guy's twenty-two years old, and for a little bit of yeah, a little bit of context, you know that Tarek Skubal was came out of college, and he was a high-risk guy because of some of the injuries that he had gone through all through his college career, and coming off of Tommy John and some of these other injuries. And he was twenty-two last year when he broke out in the organization. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't care. Um, you know, Franklin Perez has dropped because naturally he hasn't played. So yeah. how is he? How is he going to be a high prospect? But this is a former top prospect mm-hmm. within the Astros organization, which was a very, very good organization. And, and the crazy thing about it is, is everybody gets really excited about Casey Mize, rightfully so. I, I love what we're seeing from this guy, um, Matt Manning, uh, Tarek Skubal. Franklin Perez is actually younger than all of those guys. Yeah, which would be absolutely surprising to some of these people because what was it two? Was it Two or three, three years ago. Yeah, that, that we we got him in the trade. I old. think he was. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you think, oh, he's a bus. He's he's. It's never going to work out. No, he's actually he's still younger than the guys that you're expecting to pitch for you next year. So he fits right in line with what we need. And and what that does is it just makes it that much more exciting. It, we're we're basically the Mets when we went and traded uh, for um, was it Matt Matt Boyd and uh, Michael Fulmer. Right, or Boyd was actually from the Boyd Blue Jays. Was the Blue Jays, right? in but, the but Fulmer David was Price the Mets. Team. He was the, he was right in line with all the studs for the Mets. Yeah, and he was just kind of the gut, the odd man out that they were like, all right, well, we'll move this arm because <laughs> that was just basically picking out of a hat. Yeah. Really, yeah, there was absolutely. three or four studs there. Everybody knew he was ready to go. He was big league ready at the time, and yeah. he just needed the opportunity. We're, we could definitely run into that scenario. In Detroit. Yeah, where all of a sudden you could flip a guy, or you could literally just have cheap underpaid a starting five that's absolutely sick yep you know if they all hit great if you can fake one and flip them for for what we need that that would be great too so um i didn't want to get into the projected 2020 lineup and um this was i, I think it was from rotowire is that does that sound familiar micah is that the website that a lot of those they kind of project lineups and yeah, stuff they do. is that, is that what like it is rotowire yeah, yeah. They, they do a lot of uh, I could fan, be, fantasy I, stuff too okay yeah i could be wrong on, on the projected starting nine or where it came from but this is their their starting nine they got cameron maven in the outfield nico goodrum at second or sorry shortstop cabrera batting third uh dh cj crone at first batting fourth jonathan scope uh second base jamer candelario at third christian stewart at in the outfield, Austin Roman at catcher and Victor Reyes also in the outfield. Um, that, that's kind of what they project right now. Um, you got some other names that are projected to be on the bench that could kind of fill that role. Ryan, you already brought up the the two Castros. So Harold Castro and uh, what was the other one? Willie Castro. Willie Castro. Shortstop, so, uh, and, shortstop second and second baseman. Obviously, they're not going to start out that way. I, I think shortstop is Nico Goodrum's for, to start uh, day one. 
if that's fair. And I mean, you got to try to get something out of Sco- Shoop. Jonathan Shoop, yeah. D- Jonathan Shoop before the trade deadline. So I like that we have guys that can come in um, that you brought up with Castro's. Um, but I mean, those positions are locked up mainly because you, they need to be. You're paying Shoop to have a great start and trade him, basically, yep. on a yeah. one-year deal. Well, I mean, look, you just read nine names, and, and Miguel Cabrera is the only reasonable one that I think you don't want to trade in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, And if some you, would, but I'm still not. I'm, uh, I'm right there with Yeah, you. I mean, Cameron Mabin, Nico Goodrum, C.J. Krohn, Jonathan Shoup, you know, Candelario, even Christian Stewart. You know, like if he has started to have a good year, it's like uh, ship you him ha- out. You have a Christian Stewart capable player coming right behind them. In Austin Romine, like some of these guys, are they building blocks for a, a franchise? Probably not. I don't think so. You see, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we've got and, something and going with some of these younger hitters, and we need to continue that. And if we can sell these guys for the young talent to just collect those Castros in the end, like a Travis Dermere, maybe he comes in from the outfield in uh, that same Atlanta Braves trade. I think I think they have a good thing going on. Uh, and I really do think this lineup is so much better than last year's lineup. It, it's kind of scary. Like I don't want them to be on one end, but at the same time, this is going to be an exciting team to watch. They're, they're not going to be a winning team. I'm not claiming that. No. But they're not necessarily easily the Sam worst. Their defense will win a yeah. World Series. <laughs> defense wins championships. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But this team is not. It's not the laughing stock of the MLB like it was last year. These a lot of these guys are pros. Let's find a way to make them the laughing stock. No, let's find a way to ship them out. <laughs> is my point. Yeah, in a what, short season, lose some games and then move them. Yeah, move yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the song I want. Just let it go. Let's get some. This is a good song. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love. I do love. It. I'm glad this song came up. I did not know the name of this song. I just want so to I've never. Ryan's headphones were not on. This song would have never. <laughs> Everybody's still talking about my. Oh, I'm not even talking in the mic. I was going for Journey for my parents, to be honest with you, but mainly because this is this this topic that we're doing. So we're filling our banana boats with our four favorite motherly meals. I felt bad because I put on my 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 Fourth of July table. So, or plate, I did burgers, and I didn't say my mom's burgers, and I felt like I, I let her down on that. So, so you, were, I, you were honest about that, or you, did no, you fail to should, mention something? I failed to mention my mom's burgers, because Ugh, you're her, terrible. anything on the grill that she does is amazing. So I apologize to my mother for not saying Why my mom's start us then, cheeseburgers. Man? What's that? Why don't you start us off here, then? Because I'm hey. still trying to... Get the Facebook Live up. To be honest, you also with it. you also said you didn't even want to go burgers, but you wanted to go something else, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what was the something else? Uh, this is falling apart. Yeah. This is uh, what? was it. Was it going the way you thought it was? <laughs> well, yeah, I could have done brats. I mean, I could have done a lot of things. So, if it was your mom's burgers versus brats, what would you do there? I would choose my mom's burgers. My mom does amazing burgers. There, she does them perfectly. What do you love the most about them? <laughs> Wait, but oh, on the spot? I haven't filled my banana bowl yet. What are you guys even getting on me about this? Just, I just want to know where you <laughs> stand with your mom's burgers. You, I'm just trying to dig I'm you out of this hole, brother. Help you. I already thought I dug myself up. I feel like you guys are trying to put the dirt back on me here. I look forward to someday trying your mom's burgers because yeah, I, I, I think mean, they're going to be the best ones I've ever had. Yeah, so. she does a really good job. High heat, short amount of time. Ooh, she, I like she that. kills it. It's amazing. That's the way. So all right, I'm going to start with my banana bowl. Yeah, that's and, and that's where that. I'm going to start. Yeah, I guess we kind of already dropped the ball there. I mean, I hope there's nobody watching yet, <laughs> so they can't mock me. But 
I mean, it's not going to – there's always time to mock me. So. It'll come. It'll come. Um, so, number one on my list, it, no particular order. I'm, I'm going with my mom's my mom's burgers. She does an amazing job on the grill. Um, when she makes burgers, she also does a nice little salad that are that's out of this world. She also – what else does she do? I mean, she, she does it all. She's got, like, cheesy potatoes. And Ooh. usually, like, when she makes burgers, though, like, I don't eat any of the sides. Is just this because like I eat like two and a half burgers instead. <laughs> <That's the way. laughs> just protein. Like my, like I'm sure those like, sides are not. I a jump real on. Good I jump on the Kyle bandwagon. Like I have All a protein. burger yeah. and then a burger for a side. Yeah, side burger, side burger. It's called like, a slider. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I might put like onion on one and not the other, so they're they, they're different. So it's not the exact same. Burgers. No, I don't do that. But uh, my mom's burgers are amazing. I do want to give my mother-in-law some credit as well. Every birthday, um, she asked me. What she want? What she, what uh, she can make for me? There are always two things that I just cycle every year. It's the lasagna, so that's number two on the banana boat, and also the burritos. She makes the best lasagna that I've ever had. It, it is she must put like cheese that. I think the there's a cheese shortage at Meyer the way that she builds these things. It's it's amazing. <laughs> um, so there's no cheese. <laughs> it's a real good. Well, problem. no, I mean like she buys out Meyer oh, with the got cheese. It. Okay, I thought you um, thought there was a cheese cheese shortage. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> Just trying to work. Ryan lines. was actually really truly good. concerned. And one of the cool things about <laughs> cheeseless lasagna. Um, so both my mother and and mother-in-law they've they've learned what probably I like and this like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really just my mother-in-law's lasagna usually has uh mushrooms but i'm not a big mushroom fan so she keeps mushrooms off oh man i love mushrooms and That's then so she, nice, isn't and it? then she yeah. makes burritos she makes like two pans one is sam pan that doesn't have beans in it and the oh other well, has beans in it are you fussy like are you a fussy i'm eater? fussy about very little amounts and one of them is, is beans that actually <laughs> is one of my pet peeves beans. is when when somebody else has to make a separate meal for you because you're fussy about it's my beans. birthday ryan oh okay she's happy to do it for me <laughs> also birthday also there are so many things that I, <laughs> my family doesn't eat anymore and we get that up treatment all the time andrea, <laughs> d- yeah. andrea does the same thing though like when she makes enchiladas or burritos she keeps she puts beans in some and then Good for her she like she angles the the burritos a certain direction so we know which ones are beanless so i actually prefer um, beanless as well so yeah i'm not can I'm you not. hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I'm sitting two feet from you. Oh, so. you don't have your headphones on. So. <laughs> or six feet, sorry. Six feet, <laughs> six feet yeah. 6.1, um, <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> right. But then, so I, I went back and forth to fill my, my, my fourth seat. Just the way my mom navigates through the grill is, is, is amazing. Um, her ribs are absolutely outstanding. Mm. But I think I'm going to go with steak because I'm more of a steak guy than a Ooh. rib guy. Sure. Um, but, I, I mean, that's basically, I'm going to cheat and go five seats ribs and steak the way that my mom does it so we had a little bit of an error but micah brought up huevos ranchero and that's where we're jumping to really she that's not easy to make she kills it i mean it's got to be right it's got to be yeah yeah i i don't know how you make huevos i don't know a lot of eggs what's going on huevos is eggs i I, like I don't know. I don't know how, I'm like blown away. I have no idea what these things are. Oh, that's huevos. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean eggs. Yeah. Proves to you, I don't know Spanish, you guys. Okay. <laughs> you know I don't I admit Spanish. it. But the, the, the sauce, all, all the all the veggies in there, the tortillas, it's, it's so good. And she does a good taco spread, so she kind of brings that taco spread to the huevos party. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the huevos, all right. huevos party, yeah. <laughs> but it's always paired 
with a mimosa. Yeah, I mean, oh. when the mimosas in there, you can make. Yeah. They start. They start like pouring, and it's a I love good day. Oh yeah, the way my mom. Yeah, yeah. She does an amazing huevos ranchero. But then, uh, so the second one up is my mom's pot roast. She makes just like that, that signature like Dutch American pot roast. She does it so well. I love. Love like the, the the beef broth and oh, yeah. some of like yeah, the good gravy. Pot, good pot roast is so good. I, I'm not right. a big pot roast guy, to be honest. Oh my gosh, I'm losing more respect for you. <laughs> I <know>. like, <laughs> I've lost more today than I have in the last yeah, like week his, at least. My his, mic is his, off. His, my his, mic is off. His respect level was <laughs> so high before this episode started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was skyrocketing. Yeah, it's like then beans. Okay, well, <laughs> questionable. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's our show now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I like good food. Talk. I should have talked. But she. She makes incredible cheesy potatoes, and she, you could pair those with anything. I just love the way she makes them. Um, and then before I mention my mother-in-law's next dish, I want to sincerely apologize for not mentioning anything the last episode when we, when we went through all this food because it was a terrible mistake. Yeah, I apologize as well. Um, I have no apologies. What are you, but, what are you apologizing about? Not mentioning any of her food. Oh, okay. Your mother-in-laws or your mother's? My mother-in-laws. Uh, oh, I just, okay. I just wanted that. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be clear, just so oh, yeah. you actually right. fully did what you were trying to yes. do here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that seems sincere. Yeah. Unlike my, my mother-in-law's ribs, though, crushing it. I have no Excuse idea me. how Both she, yeah, how she preps them, how she cooks them. No idea. Oh, I'd love but to I know. know there's always a side of your mom. Actually, that's there. true. I actually had it recently yeah. because Sam <laughs> brought it over to me. He's like, I've got so many like do you want to try this? I'm just like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it was it was very, very good. I love it. But nice. there's always asparagus with the ribs. Yeah, it's that's important. basically a guarantee. And then there's some other veggies she does and it's really good. And then lastly, my mom's spaghetti. It's super traditional. The just the regular spaghetti noodles. The meaty red sauce, and there's always garlic bread. I love garlic love bread. Love it. Garlic bread completes I, a meal. I, it I, does. I probably yeah. eat too so much garlic good. bread. Yeah. I get so mad because Andrea make or she doesn't make enough for like my four and like everybody. So I like have right. to like hope that the kids don't eat good so then they don't <laughs> get their garlic bread and I can have another. Are there beans piece. in garlic bread? No. Oh, <laughs> no beans. No. Gotcha. <laughs> there might be some on <laughs> the kids. Like paste them on bean there. paste. <laughs> Sam would throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Kyle. Yes. You got your four. But that I was do. four, right, Micah? Yeah. All right. Cool. I do. Um, so, I don't have any mother-in-law. Okay. My mom is a phenomenal cook. Uh, my mom is also very, very Dutch, like off-the-boat Dutch. Um, she came... When did, she didn't come to America until she was seven. So, she came here like new, no new England... No, New, no new English. No English. <laughs> um, so the first thing that we love so much is something called gehaktballen. Can you say which it again? Is gehaktballen? Okay, gehaktballen. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. You kind sounds of, like a she game. Says it better. Like, I think, like in an angry way. Yes. Yeah. yeah like I'm really mad at <laughs> yeah. these meatballs. Doesn't it sound like, like a game though? Like, hey, what are you guys playing? Oh, gehaktballen. <laughs> yeah, it does. Kind of, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it's obviously like ballin, so you can get like it's it's meatballs, and she cooks meatballs with certain seasonings, whatever, and then does like. Um, these crazy potatoes that are not, they're not mashed potatoes, but they're not like, 
semi mash. They're like a semi mash. Mm. Like okay, delicious. And no idea how she does it. How mm. I, I don't know. Um, that'd be my number one probably so that she makes. The meatball, rank them. the meatballs are those those ones that are this big Huge. and you're cutting into them yes. and just yeah, yep. Oh. And, and it's like a like a big old like t- side bigger sidewall frying pan. Um, but then she's got some seasonings from like the Dutch store and all this kind of stuff, and ooh, it's a meal. And then she usually does like a vegetable with it too. But everyone's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have an extra meatball. <laughs> yeah, right, like, so like, I'll just have more meatball. Side <laughs> like, yeah. uh, number two with Micah would be um, the roast she does. Okay. Um, which is also like yeah, like a little more. She does pretty traditional, so like not in a crock pot, no vegetables with it. Um, similar, like really. Dutch, I'm certainly the same thing, but it's like, you sure, know, yeah. That's kind of that that Dutch yeah. pot roast, yep. yeah, you know, with the same potatoes and maybe a vegetable. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Um. The other thing she makes that's really good spaghetti pie. Have you ever had this? No, that oh, sounds amazing. You need to explain what. <laughs> I love so, when stuff like spaghetti takes, is easier uh, to eat. Is that like so a meat, like easier. a meat pie kind of? Just? It's kind of like that. So there's no crust necessarily, right? But like you basically you take your spaghetti noodles. Okay. You take some I think some of the cheese that's in lasagna. Oh, like um, ricotta or something? R- yes, yeah. And then so good. um it's good. And then ba- but bakes it in a pie dish. So and then like you bake it for like 40 minutes and then you sprinkle like a bunch of I like to call it Parmesan. <laughs> Sounds very fancy. <laughs> oh, I think it's Parmesan. Parmesan. <laughs> Parmesan. <laughs> I think I might start using that. <laughs> and then you put it like back in, so that all melts, and it's like, oh, it's just that sounds amazing. The, the noodles on the bottom and the outside get like that forms a crust, like it turns like crispy. Yeah. And then the inside is like a normal like spaghetti bake. Type Should you put thing. like a like is it a red sauce on it? Yeah, it's, and then it's got red sauce all okay. kind of mixed in with it. With meat. Well. With meat. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's meat and everything. That sounds amazing. That she makes, yeah. That sounds awesome. So the last one she does is a little more, let's, I guess it's also beef, so I'm kind of hitting a trend here. But she, <laughs> uh, so much. <laughs> so, there's um, nothing wrong with meat, like, honestly. She does bacon-wrapped fillets on the grill. So she'll Ooh. buy a fillet, like a tenderloin, um, chop it, and then wrap them in bacon and toothpick it, and then she grills them. It's just like, oh. It's just that like salt, really good. pepper, but then the bacon gets kind of in there. Yeah. And the, oh, that with like her potato salad and some beans or something. Like, oh, it's prime time. She got a good potato salad? Great potato salad. Hard-boiled eggs in the potato salad? Yes. 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 Lo- my, another, another thing my mother-in-law does is potato salad. Is that Amish style? I don't know what it would be, actually. What? What? Do you know what constitutes like the Amish style? I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. It's not online. No, no electricity. Stuff like that. You turn your own. <laughs> they don't use thermometers for right. like, measuring stuff. You may or may not get sick when you're not eating it. Like, yeah. But their chairs are very sturdy. Very sturdy. Very, very nice very tables. Nice furniture. Yes. 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 Better yeah. than these ones. So Mike Workham is online with us. Okay. And he says cheesy potatoes, pork tenderloin, pot roast, Ooh. quiche. A quiche. I almost went quiche with my mom's scrambled eggs. I was late to that, yeah. Uh, or we call them huevos escrambles, just to be funny. Uh, <laughs> but like, she can make crazy good scrambled eggs. Like, it's such a random little thing, but it's like, yeah. I can't recreate it at home. Uh, my Adrian can't. Yeah. Like, my sisters can't. Like, 
And she's always like, oh, I just, I just scramble them. <laughs> she knows what she's yeah, doing. She knows there's something to it, and she won't tell us. That's what we do. So. I love that. Yeah. That's what's great about mothers and mothers-in-law. They won't tell you anything because they want you to keep coming. <laughs> They're like, we want that's, you to keep coming back. Point. I'm yeah. not telling. Yep, that's, sure. that's funny you bring up that about the scrambled eggs because my wife found out this little secret about her scrambled eggs. They're like no one else's. Ooh. Dude, you've got to come over and try the scrambled eggs oh, sometime. Oh. Eggs, my, eggs are so good. So good. All right. Well, done right. Your hard boiled eggs in the potato salad. I do like that. Uh, Aaron Reed just joined on. Aaron, thank you for joining, buddy. I drank one of your beers last week. I don't know if you guys saw the the grade up there or not, but unbelievable. I was a big fan of it. No, it's not drafting table. And then <clears throat> your mother, she said kidney bean casserole. Ugh. R- Whoa. Sorry, sorry, Whoa. sorry. Oh, that boy, is a shot. Sorry, where, mom. Where, where's the genuine apology? Here, she's right? gonna. She's not gonna let me. <laughs> that do was this that anymore. was earlier. Remember, <laughs> she's cut half-hearted one. <laughs> <laughs> and she she followed up with a roast with roasted carrots. Okay. So that's, that's grandma yeah. rubies. That's one, two, three, three roasts. You're not a roast. I think You're no. So what she's doing? So kidney bean casserole is her mother's. Uh, the roast is grandma rubies. So she's doing her what own. She's doing her own. Make? Good for her. She said Frito pie. Oh, and Frito pie. I don't know who does that one. Didn't Grandma Ruby make something else? And Huevo yeah, famous. Ranchero. So Ooh, Huevo Ranchero. Ranchero. So whose recipe was that originally, Mom? I'm curious. That, that has to be Grandma's. It might be. Grandma Ruby's. Because my mom makes a, an Did amazing she oh. to me and send that to me? Your mom said this is Dad's list for That's, Grandma Ruby. Okay. Oh, really? All of them? I was wrong. The Huevos. Okay. Grandma Ruby. Nice. Love it. I I apologize for going ugh on the kidney. I thought you're. Uh, I'm not a big bean guy. It's we tough all to know unring that. that bell. <laughs> you're really not. I'm gonna cut it out of the podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. All right, Ryan. That, was that for Kyle? Yes. Yes. Sir. Awesome. All right, Ryan. You're up next, buddy. Did you <laughs> you got a list over I there? I got a, I got a big a big list. You know, so part of the the hard part about this for me is I grew up with my mom making really really good food, and. My family and I, we have completely changed your diet. So now all those foods that I grew up you with, don't eat we don't eat anymore. That's right. And we never, and like I haven't had them in years at this point. And, and not only us, that. not only us, but a lot of my family has these diets. So we end up eating kind of the same stuff over and over. So like I could go pot roast. She, my mom makes an amazing pot roast. I could go cheesy potatoes. I grew up with cheesy potatoes being like what people would request her to bring to every single family sure. get together. Yeah. Uh, she makes a, a mean huevos as well. Um, huevos c- escrambles or huevos? <laughs> Not that fancy. Yeah. What are huevos? <laughs> Rancheros. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyways, <laughs> what are huevos? So instead, instead, I'm gonna keep it simple. My mom makes an amazing uh, chili, and it doesn't matter what kind are of there chili. Beans in the chili? Oh, a lot of beans. Ugh. The best kind of beans. Yeah. Chili. Red chili. Uh, white. Chicken chili doesn't matter. She she makes an amazing chili, right. and everybody that goes up to the cabin to go hunting every fall knows it. They all are waiting for Karen's chili. <laughs> nice. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for the people that are just joining us, uh, so I've I've had my banana boat. What we're doing is we're filling our banana boat with our favorite motherly meals. Um, so please drop in and your favorite, you, your mother's and mother-in-law's meals that they make for you guys that you guys absolutely love. Uh, all three of us, or three of us, have gone so far. Brian's r- finishing it off here soon. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go stick with my mother here for a second one, and because uh, I have, I have three different mothers 
in my life. So anyways. Competitive advantage. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. But my mother also, every single year right now, it's become a tradition. Um, She makes an amazing beef tenderloin. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it's, it's, you know, tender it's a tenderloin it's just it's just you could eat you can cut it with a with a butter knife yeah and it's it's just so good and and i look forward to it every single year like you know know i love about tenderloin too when my mom makes it i'm sure you love the same thing that i don't have to pay for it oh yes (laughs) (laughs) this is the best part (laughs) yes definitely uh so yeah i mean every single year for christmas that's like instead of presents like now i'm looking forward to the beef tenderloin (laughs) (laughs) every year uh next my Stepmother-in-law, also for Christmas. Christmas is a great time of year for me. She <laughs> she goes all, she goes yeah. all out, and and I mean this dinner that she makes is like lobster, uh, like uh, king crab, oh my, uh, shrimp, steak, chicken, all in one meal, and then and then all the sides to go with it. But the best part of that meal, and people might think I'm crazy for this, but she makes a blackened salmon that is. Just so good. My wife hates fish, but she looks forward to blackened salmon every wow. single year. Is that, that's one you told me to try. Yes, it? exactly. Yes, you need okay. you need to do that. I yeah. Can't stand if you can't salmon. choke down salmon, go with black a, okay. a good yeah. blackened salmon. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan. Before you keep going, do we have any comments that that we can read? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get. I Thanks. Get I need to think about this last one. <laughs> Actually, Sam, your mom said that she heard about Karen's white chicken chili, and also her stacked enchiladas. Oh, that's a really good one. Oh, Ano- another yeah. one I don't eat anymore, which is too bad. My mom. Do you still do the tenderloin? Has all yes. yes. Are there okay. beans? Like, are there beans yeah. in the enchiladas? Um, no. All right, then I will eat it. Enchiladas? Yeah, wait you would. It. You would love <laughs> it. Nobody offered it to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aunt Karen should make me beanless stacked enchiladas. <laughs> no, you don't have to say beanless. It's just is what it is. No, <laughs> no. And how about a please in there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she must. You think I'm so mean? Oh man. man, it's just the words you say that are mean. You know, I know. right? Just the, you don't mean it, but you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any other comments out there? No, are, not yet. Good for now. All right. We should hear more though. Yeah. I want to hear what Rob and, and Aaron have to say about their their favorite meal that their mom make for them personally. Are we still wait, watching? Are we going to wait until they give us a? a is John John is on as well? Is John here? More people answer. Oh yeah, I, I, start I calling people John. out. Start so, calling people out. So yeah, my, that's fun. My <laughs> wife said, <laughs> "Make people mad." My wife said her mom's tacos and split pea soup. I will also vouch for your mom's tacos. Yeah, I love your mom's tacos. She and always I, and made I haven't a had a batch of tacos. I haven't had them for like sixteen years, so. She still makes the separate tacos just for me, <laughs> and I love it. And the kids. Terrible. The kids. <laughs> what, what, is you and the kids? what is in the tacos that you don't like? Beanless. There's no beans. Do you in sit the at the kids, the kids' table, too? I, I, <laughs> I do. I remember when Sam we, used we to both talk do about sometimes. how <laughs> like, you were making fun of Trav for what he eats. Oh, I'm way better oh, than Trav. Now I'm Dude. learning a lot today. Like, like, well, but it's always beans. Yeah, for me. You, but there's only beans. so little to learn about trash. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Isn't it like tendies and pizza? <laughs> like that's it? No, he doesn't <laughs> eat chicken. It's burgers and pizza. This so hot dogs. Geez, hot so, dogs right. so if he was doing this list, he'd be like, my mom orders a sick pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, <laughs> there's Domino's. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> cheese and there's pepperoni. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There's tomato sauce in there. <laughs> His mom was also the owner of Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, was it was that all four there? Yeah. Awesome. No, oh. no, 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 no. I've got Sorry. I've got one more. My awesome. mother-in-law. So oh, that was my stepmother-in-law with okay. the, with the the, yeah, the the Christmas dinner. Um, but my step or no? Sorry, I I just there's your, three of them. I, your mother-in-law. Sorry. Yeah, my mother-in-law. She number one. She always has really great steaks. So I mean, yeah. that's not, I could go there. 
but I'm not because she makes the best stir fry. Oh, Ooh, say have what? Kind of a, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like every vegetable you can imagine all in one stir fry. She throws all kinds of great sauces there. Yeah. I think I think it's like coconut aminos that makes it really really good. Have you guys okay, ever yeah. cooked mm. with coconut aminos? Yeah. Yep. Phenomenal. We got jars. Just of terrific. It, yeah. yeah. Yep. With anything with mushrooms in it, which you would you would love. Yeah. With coconut aminos. I do. I will eat stuff with mushrooms, but I'm just every once in a while I just start getting in my own head about them. I don't know. What is it about them? I don't know the texture. I think Mm-mm. more than anything, too slimy. We should we should. Eat I, some shrimps. I together. can eat some mushrooms. You guys should. Special mushrooms is how you're talking about. Like, yeah, I mean, they'll be special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we, we, I don't know if there are any more comments. What I want to do, uh, let's just do a quick roundtable and share with with everybody what we're drinking. Mikey, keep monitoring. Er, actually, yeah. tell everybody what you're doing, and then monitor some comments in case we get a few more trickling in before we uh, sign off of Facebook Live here. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Tonight, I'm drinking Bell's Light Two-Hearted Ale. It's that white can with a little orange and green there. But it's super light. It's so light. It's it's a 3.7% beer. I mean, it's super easy to drink. Uh, it tastes a lot like Two-Hearted, obviously. So. Ryan, what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm going with uh, from Ordock Brewing Company in um, Marquette, Michigan. This is Bums Beach. So uh, I think it's just pretty much a shout-out to Lake Superior with this one. All right, I am drinking from Ellison Brewing Company. The 97 won the ticket. Detroit Sports Talk all day. That is my station. I listen to them from 8 o'clock till 2 o'clock. All or, day. Sorry, 3 o'clock. I keep doing that. 3 o'clock. I listen to the 2 o'clock hour, Mike Valenti. Um, it's their DDH Hazy, so it's the dry, double dry hopped Hazy Pale Ale. Um 5.7% alcohol by volume. It, it's so far so good. It's got a nice microphone on it. I thought it was perfect for the podcast. So, Perfect. Kyle. Drafting table in Wixom, Michigan. Mosaic Waves, New England IPA. Uh, a hazy uh, with apricot and peach aroma. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Bill Barnwell of ESPN ranked the NFL NFL's offensive weapons. So Bill did? <laughs> Bill. Yeah, Bill. Unreal. So Bill you, this is I would usually put you guys on the spot and be like, where do you guys think the Lions landed? But you guys are looking at it on the show sheet, so I'm not going to even cross that that line and I'm not on page two yet. I think they're thirty third. So somebody's gonna get that down. Um but I, I, I wanted to go through basically where, where the lines are at, where, where the NFC North is Off, at. Offensive weapons. That is strictly talking wide receivers and running backs? I believe so, yeah. And tight ends. So, yep, so yep, quarterback does not play into this ranking system that Bill, you know Bill. Freaking Bill. Good old Boy Bill. Bill did it. Do you guys actually know Bill? No. <laughs> okay, I was, I was like, maybe I missed something. <laughs> yeah, he was on. Bill? He was on one Bill of the podcasts Barnwell? in your spot. That's how it took over. He took over for you for he a came couple to weeks. Sam's house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I kind of want to just kind of. I don't know if I want to bring everybody, but we'll go through the list. Uh, we'll start at thirty-two with Washington. That's fair. Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington what? Uh, <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> it's just as Washington. <laughs> to be determined. I all right. So I came up with a name. Deliverers. Sorry, the Red Hawks. Red Hawks. No, Red Red Wings? Nope, no. Red Hawk. 
Is that what they said it was? Yeah. No, no, no. Red, red, oh, tails. red tails. Red, red tails. tails. It was a squadron yep. of African-American fighter pilots. You are right. Yeah. My dad actually told me that. He, yes. he, he I looked it up the next day. You know, oh, so there's a movie yeah. on that, too. But yes. they Is were part of the... The Air Force, right? Yeah. Or was it Navy? It was I'm Air not sure. Force. Air I think it was Air Force, Force which yeah, had yeah, the airplanes. Yeah. Is what I, my brain went to. Well, I always think of Air the Force, Hawk. I or the Bird. I mean, but it, yeah, 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 no, yeah. yeah. So you had a point. You were good. Yeah. Uh, so the name that I came up with is the Deliverers. Okay. So the Washington Deliverers is because you know the FedEx, and it would kind of relate to that. And then you could sell it to FedEx and be like, you could try. The, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. I, it's, I, it's, I don't know. It's decent. I don't. I don't think so. It's cute. Uh, they don't really deliver much of anything in Washington, and it's just. All right, yeah. Washington, uh, you got Jacksonville Jaguars at 31, Miami Dolphins, uh, New York Jets, and Chicago Bears. So the Lions are not the worst in the division. Uh, basically, they, they brought up, so this is what uh, Bill said. He goes, Allen Robinson deserves better than this. Having spent his entire career catching passes from Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky, um, he will get a comparative upgrade this season if the Bears start Nick Foles. I will. I will agree with that. Yes, I think Allen Robinson is a very good wide receiver that just has the worst quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I agree completely. But I mean, really, they they do not have very many weapons right now. No, they, they really did. Don't. They used to have Al- Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. Um, there was a couple other wide receivers that kind of came out and, and and have left or just struggled. That that they've kind of fell out, fallen off the map. Um, the running the running game took a, a massive. Hit over the last couple of years, they they had a couple one two. I forget who. So it was Cohen, and there was another guy that that was uh, a, a yeah, Howard. Uh, yeah, Jordan, yeah Jordan yeah, Howard. Jordan Howard. Um, was it Jordan Howard? Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they had a good one two punch, and then it kind of got sp- split up and, and kind of exposed for what they are. Um, I think I think they fit well here. I think I think that's that's right. Um, so we'll move down the list to uh, 27. You got the Houston Texans. Obviously, they lost. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, that's probably why they're on the spot. I didn't take any notes, but um, the Colts <laughs> are at 26, and here we are at 25. Why did you pause like that, Sam? <laughs> and here we are at 25 with the Detroit Lions. Okay, wait. So the Detroit Lions are ranked number 25. 25th. I think this is way too high. Uh, okay, so are these his notes that he wrote down? I've got, yeah, a, I've yeah. got a bunch can you, of notes. Can you read it? Yeah, yeah I'll read it. Ready? Right. Uh, this is what... Um, Bill Barnwell yep. has to say about Billy. the Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> Former podcast interviewee. He says, heading into last year, Lions fans were excited about a new big three of Carrion Johnson, Kenny Galladay, and TJ Hawkinson. One out of three ain't bad. He's making fun of us <laughs> with that. One out of three ain't bad. Galladay averaged 18.3 yards per catch and scored 11 touchdowns. He's just going to blow League over leading, that. leading, by the way. Yeah, he's just going to blow over that. Yep. But Johnson missed half the season with a knee injury and seemed to fall out of favor within the organization. Hawkinson, the number eight overall pick in the 2019 draft, had 131 yards and a touchdown in the opener against the Cardinals, uh, but then only added 236 additional yards over the next 11 games before hitting injured reserved with ankle and shoulder injuries because he tried to jump over that. Defender. He's throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So it's way too early to be concerned about Hawkinson, given how great uh, tight ends are, uh, how many great tight ends are ordinary in their debut seasons. But it was mostly a lost season for him. Johnson will be competing with second rounder DeAndre Swift, who was really the second overall running back to come out. He feels should have been the first potentially. Could have been the first. 
uh, with the Lions hoping to at least one of them turns into a productive back. They'll also be hoping for a return to form from Marvin Jones, who has gone from averaging 18 yards per catch in 2017 all the way down to 12.6 last season. It would be easy to chalk that up to a subpar quarterback play, but Jones actually averaged only 12.7 yards per catch with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. There's plenty of talent on paper here, but the Lions need somebody else besides Galladay to leave. Is he trying to argue this is- the, the absurdity of this? Uh, right, little write-up that he has is he's trying to convince us that Marvin Jones wasn't productive last year. <laughs> no, he was leading the league in touchdowns before he got hurt. They were both. And they was, were tied. That was with crap quarterbacks half yeah, the year. Yeah, Galladay and and Marvin Jones Jr. were the the best <laughs> receiving combo in the NFL last year before yeah. Jones got hurt. Yeah. No, I and I, maybe even after. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean Galladay finished the, the year with the, with the most touchdowns. I think. I think uh, Marvin Jones was. I think he ended with. He was like. Third, I think it was nine right? touchdowns in like third. I, yeah. I believe. Yeah. In receiving touchdowns. So d- this guy, Bill, you you suck at your job. You absolutely did a terrible job. And I'm not just saying this as a Lions fan. You you have two proven wide receivers. You have a tight end who who will make strides. I I'm convinced of it. He might not be a stud. But he's going to be better than he was his rookie season, and you have a one-two punch in running backs, which is absolutely sick. I mean, you two second-round picks, two probably top five running back picks in their in their draft class are on this roster. And I'm sorry, Carryon Johnson did not fall out of favor. He got injured. Right. There's a major difference between injured and falling out of favor. And every not to Lions mention, fan knows that Carryon is very productive when he's healthy. <laughs> exactly. Not to mention, Bo Scarborough came in and actually had a pretty good last few games. That you picked him up off the scrap heap, and he's still there too. So you got three wide, or three running backs that can. I mean, you you like they're not going to be studs. I'm not comparing them to Ezekiel Elliott or. Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. None of them are that that we know of yet. I'm not going to write them off either, but that's that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about three capable running backs that can come in at any point that can run the ball, catch the ball, or block. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's a good point. Bill he's, sucks. He's saying that Johnson and DeAndre Swift are going to be competing to hoping that one of them turns into a productive back. No, the, the goal no, the goal yeah. is yep. is you don't have to make carry on Johnson in every three down back. <laughs> exactly. That you was keep the whole goal. The so then you can keep him on the field for the entire season. You get DeAndre Swift who really doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, uh workload yeah. in college. Yeah. So then you get two guys that can spread out the workload and still be productive on every single down for every single game. And then you got Bo Scarborough that can come in and, and pound the ball when you need him. And, and hopefully Hawkinson comes in and is a decent. But if his argument was middle of the pack with the Lions and saying, okay, you know, maybe Marvin Jones Jr. is a little aging and uh, Hawkinson needs to prove something before yeah. we see. And the, the combo, although pretty good on paper, <laughs> is really unproven with the running backs. So we're going to put him 15. Overall, yeah. then I've been like, okay, completely right. understand. Yeah, got it. I'm not right? arguing that these guys are top five. No, I, I wouldn't either. But but th- he didn't even bring up Danny Amendola. A- Amendola, who's who's a com- uh, like he he's not a weapon by any means, but he's a very good safety valve. He's the guy that gets looked at when it's <laughs> third and two, and you don't want to run the ball, but you want to do just a quick pass to somebody that I mean that dude's he, reliable. He had one he of the most reliable, productive years of his career last exactly, year. and people did not realize it. Um, and that was even after Stafford got hurt, he he did pretty well. Um, but then he also got Marvin Hall, who averaged like six hundred and five yards per reception. I think the dude was like. He got hurt, obviously, but, I mean, if that's your number four, that's not a bad number four to have. Like, I'm not saying he's going to light up the world, but if that's your number four and he has the speed that can –
break loose, that's a great weapon to have. I'm sorry, the, the, this dude is completely wrong, and I, I don't want to like he's say wrong. he's well, completely wrong. I just so you think they're like top. No, seven. Then. They're no, 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 no. No, we just said no. middle, more middle of the pack. Yeah, oh, but completely wrong would make he's completely one eighty the correct. Answer I think moving up ten spots is an easy argument, um, and I think that that he's makes got him the completely Raiders. wrong. He's got the Raiders uh, ahead of the Lions. Yeah, yeah. well, th- that's all the because Bengals. of running back. The Bengals. He's got the Bengals ahead of the Lions. Yeah, that because that's of AJ Green. So, so as you kind of look through this list, it's basically like if you have a really really good running back <laughs> or a really really good wide receiver. That have, that are like, let's say top seven in their position, then you get overly, overly. And, high. and how does he have the the Eagles at number ten? No clue. I don't because how do you get there? No, I I mean they, have they, they do have El, Elshon Jeffrey as well. Who cares? Um, he hasn't been productive. Yeah, Kenny, 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 Kenny Galladay has been Kenny Galladay has been more productive than Elshon Jeffrey every year of his career. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, look. Is he heavily slanted toward running back then, does it seem like? It kind of feels that way because, yeah, he's got I mean. Panthers really high. Panthers high. I have, um, like, I agree with you guys completely on the running back. Or, sorry, on the wide receiver thing. He's way off on that deal. My my issue is carry on Johnson. Look, I, I'm not even saying carry on Johnson is a stud by any means. But sure. he's a good 1A, 1B. Sure. And then that's what he's going to be asked to do this year. And I, I think that I think that'll be proven in his favor, along with Swiss' favor, and just it's going to be a really good, you know, dynamic. Like I go back, to, so I know Devontae Freeman was one of them um, for for the Falcons several years ago when they made the the run to the Super Bowl. Who who's Tev- Tevin Coleman? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I picture. Yeah, two guys that are are Same pretty way, similar. Yeah. They're they're, they're really similar enough that that it works, but they're also different enough where like hey. <laughs> They're not doing the same thing. Over, they're not the same know, running back. They're not the same running back, yeah. but they're similar. That it's not going to um, hurt. I guess if if you put one in and in one out, basically. Yeah. yeah, and some some of the other things he has in here is like number eighteen is San Francisco 49ers. Number eighteen. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think they're, they're running backs they're, and wide receivers. You're saying like they should be higher. They should be way they higher. Be higher. Yeah. 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 They they had poor quarterback play and uh, for a. They had no quarterback play for a while in the playoffs, and they were and they were still doing this. Yeah, so so let's move down the list of teams that I think the Lions should pass. Um, I think the Raiders is definitely one. The Bengals is one. Um, who who are next? So now we're looking at twenty two Tennessee Titans. Um, I, look, th- they have the running back. What's his, what's the dude's name? Yeah, Aaron he- or Henry. Uh, yeah, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, one of the best in the game. But other than that, I mean. You're relying on um, the the no. wide receiver out of Western, um, Corey. Yeah, Corey Davis. Corey and, Davis. And, but well, they, really, they had their their uh, rookie from last year that was their number one wide receiver. Oh, uh, Brown. Yes, but Antonio Brown's cousin. I don't know if they have the same last Marquise name. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Yeah, something like that's that. Antonio Brown's cousin. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, that's only two, and they're at different positions. I feel like the depth. At wide receiver, that like that should be taken into account. That you don't have to like you can double up on a wide receiver or take away a running game if you decide to, and if you don't have somebody else to complement it, like what are you going to do? And that's where I feel like he he kind of missed the point. And I feel like the Lions should be ahead of Tennessee Titans. Well, New England Patriots. Yeah, I, that one. The, the, they just don't have wide receivers. They don't. They have. Nothing. I don't understand how 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 do they're they ahead have tight of the ends? Lions. No, not really. Okay, so they don't. Do they have running backs? They do have a good running game. Do they have a uh, white? The the kid, uh, the second year dude. Uh, I can't remember his name, but not white. I don't know. <laughs> not James. No, white. I don't think James he is. White. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, not James White. I don't think. I'm I'm blanking on any of their yeah, other I, running backs. It doesn't come to mind, but I mean, I I would put the Lions ahead of them. Baltimore Ravens. I I thought think at twenty is is a little high in my opinion. 
Um, basically, they should be probably in the top 15. Like, I, you guys are big on, on – um, holy smokes, my brain is just gone today. Who's the, who's their quarterback? Lamar yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you guys like you, – we've, we've had the conversation. I don't want to get on Wait, that. You guys. But I feel like, like everybody. Because good. Yeah, I, I don't – I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. But um, – You think he's bad. He's an MVP, but he's terrible. I, well, there's been a lot of bad MVPs in this world. Cam Newton is one of them. Um, he's really good when he's <laughs> MVP. season, though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay. So we had a good season. Um, but but anyways, like Anyone they ha- he has to have more weapons than what they're showing us um, to to be at twenty. I feel like there's no way that that offense runs only because of Lamar Jackson. In my opinion, I I, I, I couldn't tell you who it is. They also just got J.K. Dobbins, so they did. Yeah. That is going to be a, a really crazy backfield. I'm excited to see the top three, top five, to see how many true all stars this guy has listed. Yeah, so so we'll work our way to it. So we got Green Bay at 19. Yeah, what do you think about that? The team that didn't go out and get anything for Aaron Rodgers. So this basically is based upon, correct me if I'm wrong, Micah, you got Jones, your running back. Yep. And the Aaron Jones wide and receiver. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Basically, yep. is, is that's the only two pieces that I think would, two would, major pieces, would get right. you really mm. excited. Is that fair? Right. So it kind of falls in the same line of, of the, the, the Tennessee Titans. But I think they're a poor man's Tennessee Titans because I would personally take uh, Derrick Henry over or over Jones, personally. I think head-to-head. Mm. Head, two different styles, but... I yeah, I think know. I think only a Packers fan would not take Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. All right. So then, but I, I would take Devontae Adams over Corey Davis. Yes, but I, the, I think the depth at wide receiver for Tennessee is probably it's better, a little bit better. Yeah. So the high end talent, he's he's obviously weighing the high end talent here a little bit more. Yeah. So so then I I think that this list person. So he brought up AJ Dillon. He also brought up uh, Jamal Williams. So you're rotating running backs. Does that really make you that good? Like no. I mean, if you're rotating running backs, that doesn't shouldn't move you up. I I think they're a little bit too high on the list. Maybe I think 19 is a, probably a good fit, but at the same time, I could see Tennessee. I I think Tennessee and the Lions should probably be ahead of them. Also, personally. AJ Dillon was a projected steal in the fourth or fifth round. Anyway, took the him second, second round. Yeah. So, and you guys took a quarterback. So I mean, if you're looking at quarterback depth, depth, I mean, they have two. Who, who the, yeah, they got <laughs> one. Might be okay. Yeah. All uh, right. So we're at San Francisco 49ers at 18. Sorry, Mike. We just have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here we are at 17 uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I'm curious about this one. I, I I don't hate their offense, but I think they're 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 digging in a little too much about uh, Melvin Gordon. Is that sorry? Is that his name? No, sorry, Delvin Cook. Who, apologize. Oh, with the Vikings. Delvin Cook. I think he's a very good running back. One of the Vikings. Oh, okay. We moved on to the Vikings. I like Dalvin Cook. I think he's probably a top five running back in this league. Yeah, I do too. I, I think he's. I think he's, he's really really good. Yeah. But they also lost Stephon Diggs. Did they feel that wide receiver need enough to to stay? I Justin mean, Jefferson. Really yes, they did. Okay, so you think that that's that's really the Stephon Diggs I, filler? I think they have a great cast. Yeah, I think the Vikings are too low on this list. I think they should be top. You, 10. Should, you think they yeah. should be higher? Yeah. I, I, they're really good. So do you, would you put them ahead of Los Angeles? So I put them ahead of the Lions. Easy. Yeah. I Los agree Angeles, that. Seattle, Denver, yeah, for sure. Boy, I'd be around ten with them. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, yeah, you, so don't, you don't think so? Yeah, or? top ten. I I don't know. I think so too. I think you, obviously you have um, the 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 wide receiver, um, Thielen. Adam Thielen, really good when he's when he's healthy, but he's also always been a number two behind Stephon Diggs. Can he be a number one? Time will tell. Like, I mean, they I don't think they filled that Stephon Diggs need because Justin Jefferson is going to be a, a rookie. 
And can you trust a rookie to be that number one to make Adam Thielen the number two that he will flourish in? I think that's a question. I, I'm not saying that they're wrong here or you guys are wrong because I agree that they did a good job filling their need in the draft, but it's also a massive question mark, a bigger question mark than than kind of the Lions in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm not saying the Lions should be ahead of them, but I th- I think they're it's a they're overhyping the question mark more than. You know, they're, they're exposing the question mark for the Lions more than they are for the Vikings here, yep. if, if that's fair. Yep, I think it's fair. I think my concern comes with lowering them, comes with, like, 9 through 16 on yeah. this list. Yes. <laughs> for, for Minnesota here. I know, right? 16. So you yeah. got the Chargers, who, who has um, the, the stud running back, um, and, and they have they, a, they, one of the best wide receivers in the game. I get that. I just, oh, man. And who? Mike Williams. Is that his name? With Chargers? Yeah. They have... Um, no, it's... Uh, it's... Um, I guess I guess <laughs> we're so bad at this. He's not fast. He he tore up Slay. He tore last up year. Slay. We got to do name recognition yeah. earlier in the episode. Well, yeah, we, really, <laughs> we should really do a little more work going into these. So you have it. Um, but then you got Seattle. I don't understand how Seattle's fifteen. I don't either. Seattle I mean, sucks. other than Russell Wis- what or <laughs> I always say Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson. I don't know what they have. You're talking about Keenan Allen for the Chargers. Keenan yes, Allen. that's exactly yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. And it, oh, so Seattle has uh, the the speedster. Out of the draft last year. Marshawn Lynch. No. <laughs> Sorry, what was that really? D- DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf. Thank you, Micah. You got the names out in you today. Where is Micah I appreciate been? it. Um, <laughs> He's been researching. I think yes. they're overhyping that that partnership a little bit. DK Metcalf will, will probably take a step back. Yeah, they suck. Denver Broncos at 14, I think, could probably even go a little higher. I like what they have on, on offense. Wide receiver? Yeah. Because they drafted three wide receivers? Yeah, that. and they also, they also have the tight end. <laughs> so you're overhyping rookies then? No, I just like what they've done. Like oh. I, I don't know, they, but the, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Steelers overrated, personally. Uh, Atlanta Falcons overrated. I think Julio Jones alone is well, what made them yes, jump up there. And I get it, but at the same it, time, one wide receiver isn't like a weapon can be the fa- the downgraded Falcons, by the not having prove, depth. They the don't Falcons have the depth. Prove that you it takes more than a wide receiver. They prove mm-hmm. that every year they don't yep. do it. Yep. Rams, that is a massive quiet. Like where, what, what, what? Cooper Cup, is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like other than that, I don't know. Yeah, Todd Gurley, you're still Todd Gurley's saying gone. That he's, yeah, big. I mean, oh, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so yeah, he what, went to Atlanta. That might be what they're, why Atlanta's up there. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand that one. Eagles, right there with you, man. Um, Arizona Cardinals. So they added. So I think they're overhyping. I think this is getting boring here. Let's just go over the top five. <laughs> I, I think I missed no, four. No, but I think I think you don't uh, have four. <laughs> we all know who Kyle, four is. Kyle's Kyle's point, number two, Buccaneers. Wait, Buccaneers. Okay. Kyle's point though was uh, Buffalo Bills are at eight, and you have this stretch of Buffalo Bills, Arizona Cardinals, the Eagles, which still yeah. blows my mind, the Rams, which blows my mind, the Falcons, Steelers, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers. Like how I, how I, is that entire group yeah. so much higher than the Lions? The, it, Doesn't yeah. make sense. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like Bills, I know they probably are a little underrated with some of their talent that they have, but they they're not legs. underrated if they're rated eight. That means they're I look overrated. at Lions at twenty five and I'm cynical and I'm thinking, yeah, what what were we last year? Three and twelve? Yeah. Without Stafford a lot of the time. But this is a list without Stafford. Twenty five seems about right for a three and twelve team. They had a lot of injuries, I get that. The defense is but really then I start looking at the, this list and I'm like no, we got better players. Than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I really do. And and We're I, I, We're I mean, when when you start looking at so let's look at the top three. You got Dallas Cowboys at three, Cleveland Browns at two, Kansas City Chiefs at one. I mean, you can't Deuce. really argue with those. They're they're just deep teams with full full of 
talent, basically. But we but, all know the Browns isn't going to work out. Honestly, as soon as you throw yeah. the quarterback into the situation, Cleveland Browns could drop big. Dallas Cowboys should drop big. Carolina Panthers, who are at five, should drop big. He hates that New York guy. Giants should drop big. Like you're looking at teams that look. I get the question marks of the of the of the the weapons, but the quarterback makes a weapon, and I think that's what Stafford does. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. a beaut. So Fair before enough. before we sign off on on Lions talk, I do have a quick list. So. The Lions, they have $22 million worth of cap space still. So what I wanted to do is kind of go through a few of these names and say fit or no fit. And the, the only thing that sparked my interest on this is is, uh, is Emerson Griffin or Everson? Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin uh, tweeted about, L- he said the LFG. What does LFG mean on Facebook? That's effing go. Okay. He, like, tweeted that at somebody that, that brought up going to the Lions. Yeah. So I like that. It got me excited. I was like, all right, what does I'm it cost? Sure it did. But at the same time, what, it, what also is a fit? So, I'm going to make this between – Kyle, do you want to be part of this, or, or can I just do this between me and Ryan, fit or no fit? Yeah, you guys do it. Okay, I, I love Ryan, these names, I I'm going to ask you, you tell me if it's a fit or no fit for okay. the Lions. All right. Jadavian Clowney. No fit. Remember that hit he did on that Michigan game? <laughs> I, I forgot <laughs> about that. He's okay. still living on that he's thing. St- yeah. <laughs> he is because he ain't doing much else. Devontae Freeman. No fit. Jason Peters. Yeah, that'd be fit. Okay, so offensive, offensive tackle. Yes. 38 years old, I believe. Yep. You think – would would you want to spend our money that way? I would if we if we have some open money and we have a, a massive human being that we're counting on being our right tackle this year. I would bring in a, a big time uh, proven genius, yeah, offensive tackle to to teach the guy his game for sure. All right. So would you would you take him over? Uh, who do we have there? What is this? Oh my gosh, my well, v- v- names. Vitae. No names are just escaping me. The guy from Ohio State. What is his? Decker, yeah, Taylor no, no, Decker. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about him putting being him at like right a, guard, or sorry, right tackle. Yeah, even right tackle, and um, just being another. I don't know. I just think the tackle is a position of depth that the the Lions don't have. They're short on depth at tackle. All right. So I think that's a fit in general offensive tackle. Okay, Kelvin Beecham, offensive tackle. Where's he from? Where's he out of? I, I don't he, actually know. I want to say Giants, but I could be wrong. Sure, yeah, fit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everson Griffin, defensive end from Minnesota. Okay, so this one is an obvious fit. Okay. And I really do think it is, but I'm going to say no. And oh, I th- no, that hurts. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you want him? I want him bad. I think we have some talented defensive ends that this guy would just uh, stop and halt the, the progression of some other guys. Okay. And I think, I think we really do have some athletic defensive ends that were hurt all of last year that needed a, an opportunity, and that's all they're missing right now. So this guy would take away their opportunity. All right, we'll stick one on, on uh, defensive line. Marcus Golden, probably a, sim- a similar, right? Similar, yeah. Yeah, if they want to do it to build depth, go ahead. But Marcus Golden is more of a uh, specifically just getting to the quarterback, yeah. though, so I would take that. Okay, because he'd probably be cheaper as well. And he would play less downs. All right. Um, so offensive guard Larry Warford, former former Lion, also went to the Saints. I mean, it sounds like you'd you'd be okay with just building the the, the offensive line here, right? Yeah, All yeah, right. I think so. All right, so uh, Michael Bennett, <laughs> I'm being really good. So at this that's term. another defensive end. I personally, I want to answer no. this for everybody and say no. No, more personality wise, and yeah, I yep. can't stand the dude. Uh, Damon Harrison obviously is gone. I'd also like so so let's go to the, more of the secondary here. Um, Keep to leave. He's, he's a cornerback, vocal dude. I I think that's the last type of guy you want to bring into this defense. Personally, 
I'm okay with bringing in a cornerback. I just don't want somebody that's a look at me type of guy that's <laughs> might Man, get he's suspended. Good, he's good physical, but I don't know. I just I don't know if he would fit. He's getting older. Yeah, he's not the he's not going to have the production that he has in the past. You know, I I think I actually think he would be a fit. Okay. I think it could be a leadership role. Yeah, I him. really do. And if he's coming to the Lions, it means that he wants to be there. So he's been talking to the defensive, uh, you know, coordinator and probably the secondary coach, and and it means that he believes in it. This isn't like you're bringing a coach into a player's defense. Yeah. It, it'd be the de- the player coming into the coach's defense. All right, so now we'll look at. And, some I, and I feel the same way about Logan Ryan. You skipped over Logan Ryan. Well, I was going to bring him up. Oh, a little bit sorry, later, never mind. That's my goat. That oh, I right, think that's the best fit. I think Logan Ryan would. Be we need to go get Logan perfect. Ryan. We need to go get him now. Yeah, and it's not that he's going to be a, a stud. So I, that's I, that's why I waited. But we'll just we'll just go with it. Okay, sorry. But no, <laughs> I, I, let's just end it after talking about Logan Ryan. <laughs> so I I want to see you go out and get Everson Griffin. I think. It, there is a hole there. I think you spend some money on him, and you spend some money on Logan Ryan, and this defense is set. You got somebody that can that can, a veteran leader to to rush the passer when you need him to, and and then Logan Ryan would be perfect because you got Desmond Trufant, who who's supposed to be our second corner here, and if you make Logan Ryan and Trufant the the two A two B, that is perfect to compliment Jeffrey Okuda. Because if Jeffrey Okuda starts losing something, then all of a sudden you bring these guys in. You have two proven corners that can spare, let's say, a Jeffrey Okuda when he's struggling mentally and, and not stepping up to or like making the step that we need him. Yep. Yep, and it's not I, all physical, it right? Is, it's not it's all physical all, tools. Yeah. A, a guy like Akib Tlaib, or I know we're talking about Logan Ryan, but a, a guy like Akib Tlaib or Logan Ryan, those are proven guys that you know are not going to be confused by the sets, the offensive yes. movement, all that other yep. stuff. Those would be proven guys that you could then, as a collective, have a really good secondary. Yeah, I'm even, actually even without I'm our first actually really mad that we haven't went out and signed Logan Ryan yet. Uh, we have like, the, that is we have the money for it. I think it is time to go out and get him. It is time to invest and say we're all in because look, this this, this head coach and GM, their backs against the wall. But I am sure, I get probably with everything going on. With the corona, are we going to play? Like all of these questions, like do we really? I mean, twenty-two million wouldn't be too bad to have. You also sold in, me on Everson Griffin. I'm b- I'm back on your bandwagon. All right, here. so if you signed, <laughs> if you signed Griffin in Logan Ryan, tell me this isn't a top fifteen defense. It, I think it is. Yeah, we we could have a very very good defense. We would have a top ten offense in a top fifteen defense. That tells me win the division. And finish <laughs> and finish four and eleven. No, that's telling me winning I'm the sorry, division. <laughs> But we could get a really good draft pick if we go for another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, but I that that's like I see the twenty two million dollars, and I understand that you want to wait because you got to see who gets cut. You got all of these other things that that, that you got to kind of wait what's going on. But what are you waiting for to go out and sign one of these guys, if not both of them, one year deal, cheap, prove it to me deal. They got to want to be there if they're if they're waiting to be that's signed. Big. So they want to be there. Yeah. Well, Logan Ryan, he he played well under Patricia in in in. Uh, in New England, so yeah, keep Tlaib too, right? Yeah, that's a good point. You think we're getting a full season in here? Yes, I, I think the NFL goes, is. Yeah, I think yes. I think the NFL is going to find a way to make it work. I really do. Yeah. Now, college football is another another. I'm surprised we're not talking about that. Terrified of that. Yeah. We'll get into that as we yeah. get closer. Whoa. 
right, guys. It is that time of the night to grade our Michigan. It's night for us, at least. And it's time to grade our Michigan beer for episode 63. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. It really is a family-friendly atmosphere. It's the perfect uh, night out with the family, family date night, going out with friends, game days. The Hops, when there are game days, that is. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. If you mention State of My Sports, you can get a nice little discount when you dine in or carry out a Crowler or Growler. Stop in and try the State of My PA, named after the podcast, or any of the great beer, seltzer, or wine that they offer. Whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure that DeHops will have something that you will like just as much, if not more. That is a very, very true statement. And also grab a six-pack of uh, the beer of the summer. That's Stand Delicious, and it is terrific. Delicious. No, no, you're not going yeah. to. I, I know. Ryan. Yeah. I Thank you, Ryan. It. Yeah, man. You don't just rhyme delicious with delicious. It it's is. not rhyming. It's just the no. same. Right. It's lazy. You know what I mean? Here, here on the podcast, you do. Stand delicious literally has delicious. That hurts. Like, in it. Yeah. Just licious. Right, but it's a no? play on the word delicious. Yeah, no, I get, I get think, it. I think it's I did a terrific. good job. It's terrific. It's terrific. I think you did, too. Stand delicious really is terrific, Thank though. You, go, out, go out and get it. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Stand delicious is amazing. <laughs> That's an amazing beer. I know that. <laughs> it's a good beer. <laughs> yeah. It's terrific. All right, Kyle, you want to start us off with your beer grade for tonight? Sure. Drafting table, Mosaic Waves, uh, New England IPA. Um, it's very fruity. It doesn't... It doesn't um, Overwhelm with hops, um, which I'm I'm okay with sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna go with a seven point seven. Seven seven, he said. Ooh, that's pretty good. Very nice. From the drafting table. It's good. From yeah. the podcast table. Yeah, right here. Bingo bango. <laughs> Bingo bango. <laughs> I am drinking from Ellison Brewing Company. Like so, so ninety seven, the one that take it. That's that's my go to st- station right now. Um, they're DDH hazy. Pale Ale. It's 5.7% alcohol. Look, love the station. I've been really happy with the brewery. This this is a mess for me. I'm going to go with a 6.4. That's low. just low for me. Yeah, that's too high as well. You yeah. thought so? You guys yeah. taste a little bit of I'm it. I'm not a fan either. Yeah. yeah. It's all right, though. No, it's Some really you not. Some it's, it's, it's bad. Jeez. Do better oh, next sorry. time. <laughs> I'm Ryan. just trying to be honest. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They have two of them, so we might be able to. Have to the other one's better. Off of the podcast, or <laughs> <laughs> the other one's better. <laughs> I thought that one, that might be one of my lower scores, other than Whitson. This, this beer is terrible. <laughs> Seven four. <laughs> Eight one minus three. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I've got. I'm been drinking Bums Beach from Ordock Brewing Company. This is an American wheat ale. In uh, Marquette, Michigan, and uh, this is this. I mean, this is a pretty standard beer. It's a five point eight percent alcohol. It's it's just kind of a um, a summer beer, American wheat ale, and it, I think it lives up to what it's supposed to be. It's not gonna it's not gonna do anything more than that. But I I kind of just appreciate this beer. I'm gonna give it a solid seven three. All right, Micah. You are last but not least. Last but not least, Lighthearted Ale from Bell's Brewing. It's their locale IPA. Um, easy to drink. I mean, I don't think most of us craft beer drinkers look to get sloshy with, with this type of beer. Yeah. I mean, it's 
It's yeah, it's we, nice to get a good buzz. We definitely don't on this podcast. <laughs> no, we <laughs> are all professional, all about work. However, if, work if, hard. Yes. if you here. if you honestly want to keep that <laughs> headache away, I think right. this might be the beer to do That's so true. with the flavor. Yeah, um, it's a good beer, but I'm gonna give it a seven two. All right, that's fair. I mean, it, I gave a little, I got a little sip of it. It wasn't my favorite, but. It's a good drink. I, I, yeah, beer. I mean, I, I feel like it, when you compare, like it, it really just comes down to what you're comparing it to, right? I feel like we really, hit a right? basic. We all kind of tried a little bit tonight. Yeah, because we didn't have much going on. Like I feel like mine was the best one. I agree with that. Which I appreciate because Sam bought for me. Yours so. was the best one. Yeah. 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 What a gentleman. Yeah. I agree with that. It's we didn't get a chance yeah. to to taste Ryan's though. So my can was just so small. You're you guys <laughs> have plenty to <laughs> share. I just threw out the twelve ouncer. Um, the well, guy. that is episode sixty three. Thank you all for listening, and thank you guys for recording. I always appreciate you guys coming here, recording. Um, just really enjoy doing this. We'll, we'll keep this rolling, and we'll talk to everybody next week, if not sooner. Peace, guys. Come over here, next to me. We can see where things go naturally.